You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jed Justice. And we've got a great special episode for you today. We've got in studio one of our favorite mortgage lenders of all time, Jewel Callahan with Union Home Mortgage. Jewel, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, so what we're going to do today is kind of a variation on what we typically do is we're just going to have a roundtable discussion. We've got a lot of experience in the room, a lot of expertise, and really just a lot of topics around mortgage, interest rates, what's going on in terms of offering money higher, all of these things. So as opposed to just sort of our standard Q&A, we're just going to kind of open it up to throw out some topics and just the three of us have a conversation because we all have uh, experiences and expertise to share in this sort of craziness that our market has become and concerns around uh, raising interest rates, which therefore affect mortgage rates. So let's start there. Uh, is this is it panic time? Is is the is the roof falling in? Uh, am I not going to be able to afford a home next week? What's going on? Well, first of all, it's not panic time because unfortunately our friends in Ukraine have <laughs> real, real problems. panic time. Yeah. So when we look at this, I just want to give a little bit of um, prayers and thoughts to them because when we look at our world, anything is survivable for the most part, and. Um, that really puts a lot of things in perspective. So you might have to work a little harder. You might sure. have to spend a little more money, but it's not panic time. All right. That's fair. And and perspective's a good thing, right? And and some and unfortunately, sometimes we all go through challenges in life that give us a, a, a stronger perspective. And that's a good one. Thank you very much. And we do hope that that, that, resu- that mess can get settled and, and sooner with, than later, right? Yes, as soon as mm-hmm. possible. So, mm-hmm. and that people can can recover from it. But now, <laughs> besides real panic, is there all right? But uh, what's happening? I mean, we 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 keep hearing interest rates go up. I, I don't want to dive into this. It's not an economics lecture. Ultimately, <laughs> that doesn't mean mortgage rates are going up. But mortgage rates are going up. There's a correlation there. Ten-year Treasury bonds, Jewel, you know this way better than I do. Sure. But but the reality is, is when the interest rate goes up most of the time, and it will, it's definitely occurring now and will continue to occur that the mortgage rate's increasing. What it is, uh, we're recording this uh, the first week of March or the second week of March, technically. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are the interest rates right now? What, what is a good credit person getting in an interest rate? I'm going to say probably uh, right around four, somewhere in that neighborhood, depending on, you know, how much they're putting down, what type of program they're going with, that kind of okay. that kind of thing. So, so we're at four, the very low fours for somebody with a good solid credit background. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we were at three mm-hmm. and maybe even a teeny bit under for the, particularly people with really great credit or right. that would, you know, do short or and long terms. Or 15 years or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So let, let, let's talk about, um, let's not look to the past, let's look to the future. And, and talk about what a mortgage rate increase is really going to do, right? Because okay. I think, um, and I think I fall into this, um, is, is that we friend, tend to look at what it's going to do to our payment. And that's not really the problem, is it? Mm-mm. 
No, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, people now are having to think about um, the fact that the rates are rising, that by the time they find a house, they may be looking at a little higher interest rate if things keep going the way that they are. So it starts to affect their buying power. And so maybe they're not going to be able to buy as much or they're going to have to pay more for it. So I know we kind of went through an exercise earlier. Uh, you well, know, yeah, you were kind of t- telling us about buying yeah. power. So let's run through some numbers okay. so people understand because I'm not even sure I did, is is the big impact that a small rate is going to have in your buying power, small rate mm-hmm. jump. All right, so we're going to just say a $250,000 house, and we're going to include taxes, insurance, mortgage insurance, putting 5% down. So you're borrowing two thirty seven five or somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. Um, and we came up with a payment at, at four and a quarter at uh, at. Sixteen seventy-seven. Sixteen seventy-seven. Right. All right. And what do we compare that to? Let's do payment first. Okay. So then the next rate that we looked at was five percent. So let's say it goes up the three quarters of a percent in the next few months, uh, and the payment goes to seventeen eighty-five. Seventeen eighty-five. So yes. that's that's a hundred and eight bucks or something like that. Right. Yeah. And so, a hundred eight dollars is is significant to a lot of people, but a lot of people are like, okay, $108, I can find that in my budget. Right. And so it's not that big of a deal, but that's not the real story, is it? No, it isn't. So some people who who aren't able to absorb anymore, they've already pushed it to the limit and here they are, you know, this is already kind of a reach for them. So then if we look at, okay, I can afford the $1677, what can I now get for $1677? So we kind of backed into, you know, a house price, and suddenly we're at two hundred and thirty thousand instead of two hundred and fifty thousand. Well, so you guys probably know better than I do how much twenty thousand dollars makes <laughs> in what kind of house you're getting, right? Especially right now. I mean, it's so oof. let let me explain that really clear to people because this is the buying power element, and that twenty thousand dollars is huge. It is. Uh, so if if you are at the top of what you can afford, if you go look, I can't add another $108 on this payment. That's just not mm-hmm. going to work. It doesn't fit the numbers. And you go, sixteen seventy seven is my stretch. I'm out. It's, I'm all in. Uh, if you do that and you go, hey, the rate just went up three quarters of a point, instead of looking for $250,000 houses or houses that you can buy for $250, you're looking at two thirty at that mm-hmm. same payment. Mm-hmm. That's the buying power. Right. So people that have got a little extra cush, they look at that 100 and they go, eh, Right, but a lot of people don't have a lot of extra cush. They're pushing themselves to the en- to the edge, and then they look at it. That's not a hundred dollars a month. That's twenty thousand uh-huh. dollars, and exactly. that's big. Yep. And on top of that, we now have to worry because inventory seems to have uh, gotten down to a pretty low point. <laughs> uh, so what's happening is now you're fighting with you know five or ten other people for or this thirty. V- yeah, for this very same mm-hmm. house and people who have the the bandwidth to go higher right. are going to outbid you. So then maybe you're not even looking at 230. Maybe you're looking at 2 or 210 because you've got to have some space to pad it in order to just get the house purchased. Just to be competitive. Right. And so we definitely talked about that in our last, you know, today's dream, our last uh, bi-monthly look. Um, and and so let's talk about how that, if, how, what you're seeing from the mortgage side of of, of people having to get up over list price um, and what's that's doing to people who won't waive appraisals and whether they're coming in or not. And then, um, you know, how that's affecting um, 
just everything in general uh-huh. uh, of, of having to qualify for much a lot more than mm-hmm. a list price, which right. is just a weird thing. I think um, part of what you're seeing, too, is that they're making offers. You know, they might have to make five offers before they even get near one of them. So you're getting a little bit of discouragement. Sure. You know, people oh, yeah. are trying really hard to get a house purchased, and they're getting beat out. So then you start seeing them move to some of these other, you know, how can I make my offer more attractive? Um, sure. You know, being that conventional buyer, maybe putting more money down, waiving uh, inspections, waiving appraisals. Uh, so now we're talking about, okay, the house doesn't even actually appraise for the amount that you're willing to pay for it. And you're going to come out of pocket with the difference. There's a chunk of money. You know, um, yeah, and let's face it, there's there, uh, a lot of people can't do that. Right. A lot. A lot. I, I mean, a lot of people, 5%, which you can do. And by the way, everybody, you, you can buy homes for 5% down. You don't have to put 20% or down. Or less. Right. But I mean, that that was a, just to digress for a second. That was something you were talking about, Jen, is, is that. Yeah, I was just at a conference yeah. and 35% of the population still thinks that you have to have 20% or more down to buy a home. And so we've got all... You know, we've got people that could buy homes that have a mythical belief that, oh, my gosh, I can't because I can't put that kind of money down. Friends, you can do it. (laughs) We have programs. Jewel has programs. Lenders have programs. By the way, there's still zero down programs. And I'm not saying you're going to get the winning bid at zero down, although you might. But there are programs out there that have nothing down. Of course, we encourage more. But 20% 20% down is not the standard right. anymore. So for the third of you who out there who think that, please, stop it. Please right? get educated. 5% or less, lots of different programs, lots of things to help. Get with a trusted lender. Jewel, right? If you can't, if it can't be Jewel, then find somebody else who's just as good as she is. And then make sure that you are examining your options. Very, very important. Don't sit around and go, oh, I want to buy a $200,000 house and I absolutely have to have forty dollars or $50,000 in the bank. You do not. And right now, it's not really to your benefit to do that. So we're in a market where, um, you know, the house prices are rising and the interest rates are rising. If you can get in at 5% right now um, and not wait till you can put 20% down, number one, you're going to get a lower interest rate. Number two, because the equity in your house is gaining so much quicker, you can probably get out of the mortgage insurance way faster than you have been able to in the past. Oh, that's, so, a, that's a great observation. Great point. It doesn't make a lot of sense to wait. I mean, in the last two years, I think property values in Kansas City Metro have increased over 20%. Well, boom, that's PMI gone right there. It is. We've refinanced a lot of people in that very situation. It's like, well, you know, the house across the street from me is appraising way over what we paid. Do you think there's a chance we can get rid of our PMI and it's just not that hard you yeah. know that's uh, wow I hadn't even thought about that as that's a, a lender point. yeah we're gonna how you can save money friends that's yeah. what we're here for <laughs> well I, I think the the message is is number one uh, yes it's a tough market it's a tough market for everybody because inventory is so low so right. that challenge is going to be there but waiting for there to be a correction or a shift that there's no indicators that's going to happen there's yeah. not. And we still have a, an inventory shortage. We still have lots of buyers in the market, you know, so. Well, we have record lows and foreclosures. 
mm-hmm. right? Which was one of the causes. Well, we had this. We we so let's just take a look at that, right? One of the problems people think that 2008 we're going to be in a recession because of housing because it happened in 2008. Let's do a comparison because 2008 had to do with uh, certain kinds of lending practices. Now, Agreed. Uh, it is it has. There are there programs now that have lowered the criteria. Is it is it a little bit easier to borrow money today than it was two years ago, Jewel? What do you think? I think that yeah, some of our lending practices have, such as the um, the credit score. You know, being able to do it at a lower credit score. So um, that that is one big criteria, I believe. Now this know, is helping. really really good, right? We look at it a broad perspective. We go. We need people, particularly people that are struggling economically, that are young, that don't have years of equity buildup and whatever. We needed them to get into housing. We mm-hmm. know for a fact that housing is the greatest wealth builder in America, mm-hmm. right? Because houses appreciate. Right. Now, but you, somebody will hear this and they'll say, well, you just said lending practices are getting easier. It's 2008 all over again. Well, no, it's, I think, very different than that. So I think we learned a lot from 2008. What we saw there were a bunch of adjustable rate loans that only lasted, you know, the, the fixed rate only lasted two years. And then um, you were seeing hikes that were pretty significant. What we're talking about now is just uh, rearranging uh, some of the criteria for programs that are solid. They're 30-year fixed programs. Um, the... the um, uh, home possible, home ready, more community, um, you know, based. So we're looking at people's income. We're giving them a better rate, a lower, um, a lower down payment. So what is home possible and home ready? What are those? Those are both um, conventional programs that offer lower um, down payment. So you can go as low as three percent. You don't even have to be a first time home buyer, but you have to meet their income limits. So um, they have criteria that you have to meet. You have to be under a certain income limit and it's 80 percent of the um, average median income so those are things that you can look up and get an idea on or definitely call me and I can give you an idea of what areas you know look like um, generally in the in the Northland area we're talking 69,000 so if you make under 69,000 um you know, you're, you can get the 3%, you get a better rate, everything about it, um, you know, is better. And by also, the way, the if mortgage you're... insurance is uh, oh, yeah? calculated at uh, as if you are putting 10% down when wow. you're only putting Oh, that's three. nice. So you get yeah, a break that's on a huge PMI perk. too. It is, yeah. So that makes for a lower payment and it helps you to... Um, Helps helps it to be more affordable. If you are in that scenario, and there's lots and lots and lots of people who make less than sixty nine thousand right. dollars a year, if you're in that scenario and your lender isn't talking to you about these programs, you need a new lender. Yeah. That's just all there is to it, right? So the other great thing about those two programs is, so let's say we have a two income household. One of them has not great credit, uh, but we can still qualify. You know, take the debt away and the income away from the second person. If you can qualify for the first person and they're at sixty eight thousand, and you wouldn't have qualified with both of you anyway, they'll still let you do it. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is. It's a pretty sweet deal. So there's always different programs, too, and I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you back on, Jewel, is because we talked in um, early 2020, like COVID, like breaking in kind of thing, right? But 
so much has changed in the last two years and there's always new programs and of course we're seeing interest rates rising now just here in the last few months it's really been noticeable so that's one of the reasons is things are always changing in the mortgage industry mm-hmm. what are you what are you guys hearing about um, where interest rates are going to go over the next year or two what what's i mean or your personal opinions or what you're hearing <laughs> from like we've got the economic advisor for nar um, um i forget his first name mr lawrence young, young. lawrence young mm-hmm. yeah. and by the way uh uh, Jessica, his assistant, pointed out just at this conference, I was just at, that their predictions have already been passed. So what they predicted interest rates would be at for this year, um, we already are. Yeah, we've passed them. But yeah. that's that was pretty typical. There were lots of people going uh, in 2022. We were going to go up uh, maybe a point over the course of the year, and we're mm-hmm. already up over a point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. we're blowing yeah. those predictions out of the water. Yeah. Well, what are you guys thinking? I think that we have so many things playing into this. So even just the war, you know, going on right now has affected the markets big time. Um, I, I also think we see, um, you know, the markets not behaving the way they normally do. So, you know, normally you're seeing bonds, uh, you know, act uh, in balance or the opposite of stocks. Yeah. yeah. And um and so then you, we start seeing some weird things. So um, I think um, if I had to guess, yes, I think interest rates are going to go up. I wouldn't even begin to guess how much um, because I just think there's too many. We have way too many variables right now. Um, I'm going to go around five. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's quite possible. I didn't see and I Well, that's in the year, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same. yeah, I think, well, um, within this year, I mean, we're already – Fours, low fours. Four and a quarter, yeah, I would four say before the end of the year, we'll hit five. Yeah, and I'm and wondering maybe sooner than later. I, and I'm wondering where we're going to end. We we uh, on, the, on the last today's dream, we I, I probably spent two minutes talking about economic theory, which was probably two minutes too much. Um, <laughs> we're sorry, listeners. Yeah, but but yeah, you know, um, we, we love you. We've we've been in deflation. Inflation is going to happen. I think it's going to be sure. a little bit extreme. We have such a volatile country and world right mm-hmm. now. Um, I mean, who would have thought that there'd be a ground war ever again? I know. And we're you know we're 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 in the middle of a ground war. I just um, I, it boggles the mind. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I personally, my guess is, is they will continue to rise, continue to rise. Now, the good news is, is for those of you that are listening, you need to talk to somebody old like me or your your <laughs> grandmother or even me. I remember uh, paying eight nine percent yeah, back when I started twenty some odd years ago. And, well, in the you in know the, that wasn't necessarily the norm, but um, Jewel, I think you and I did um a. I still own it, 7111 North Kingston Court. I'm getting ready to sell it, actually, yeah. and I had paid it off. Yeah. But I think we did that interest rate at about 7%. Yeah, wouldn't In surprise me. 20, uh, I don't know, anyways, a while yeah. ago. But uh, I, it I wasn't was thinking anything. older than that. I was thinking 1979 when my parents bought a house at like 14%. So, And yeah. that was normal. I know, like in. Well, I know I'm scaring people at seven, Eric. So settle down over there. <laughs> uh-huh. We've had one at ten and a half, and I'm I'm pretty sure that was uh, late eighties or early nineties. Yeah, 90s. into the eighties, they yeah. were double digit. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, without, so without it's very doubt. you know things were. Yeah. Listen, friends, homeownership is still going to be a great investment. Oh, yeah, all those regardless people, of the yeah. interest rate, it's all survivable. This can all be worked out, and there's a budget and a and a way for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, so. ap- appreciation. 
blew the value of those. They were still, you know, as long as you maintain them, they were still uh, made money and valuation from appreciation over those higher interest rates. I remember, I don't know the exact details, but I, I do have enough details that when my parents sold that house, um, I got a lot of years later, 25 years later, maybe, maybe a little bit more, they uh, they made money. There was no question. Sure. Yeah. So their appreciation is all, you know, uh, and values are only going to go up. So. Tax-free, primary residence money. Yeah. Woo, another mm. reason that homeownership is still great What's after that? two years. Well, they've, they've loosened that because I had to look at it a couple of years ago when we sold, but it's like, it's like a million or is it more than a million? Uh, I think it's. Ooh, I'd have to look, but I thought it was seven fifty cap. Seven fifty, but that's like every two years now. Every right? two years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it used to be five years, and so they've really, yeah. Uh, so again, another reason. But why it's just still a reason. And by the way, you have to live somewhere, right? You do, and rents are not staying static either. They're definitely going up. So I mean, when you're talking about weighing, am I gonna? And am I going to rent for almost what I'm going to pay for a house payment? Uh, and you pay get, myself and pay my own savings yeah, account. Gain equity. And yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you can do what you want and you can improve and you, you can, can paint walls theoretically and plant flowers and do all the things, right? Yeah, that you want to do. Exactly. Which we encourage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so we, we continue to see interest rates rise, but we also have a tough market. Um, and I, I think I asked this, but I don't know if we got to a, a, a direct answer. On the people who are, uh, your experience, on your people who are waiving appraisals, are appraisals coming in at these high amounts or not? So, for example, um, you know, maybe it's a... Oh, let's call it a three hundred thousand dollar home, and and they've offered you know three thirty, and they've waived appraisals. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they are they appraising for three thirty? Or what are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot of missed missed numbers? Or are no, they oftentimes up? they are appraising. Um, so which does surprise me sometimes, you know, because it seems like quite a jump. Um, but even still, what I'm seeing is our buyers are um, putting a limit on it. We'll we'll pay up to this much over, and then if it doesn't make it there, then there's still a negotiation that takes place. Um, but I'm most of them aren't doing more than about ten grand um, that I've seen so far. And the good news is, I feel like buyers and sellers are still negotiating that out when there is a problem. If it's more than the $10,000 that they agreed to, a lot of times you'll see the seller go, well, man, maybe I could go back to market, but I've come to somehow know something about these folks or these these agents or whatever, and there's some comfort in the system that you've already been a part of, right? As opposed to, let's wipe the slate clean and well, start over because I think I can get more money. Sure. Mm-hmm. And at, the, well, at that point, the loan's timing been approved too. and, yeah. and then the t- yeah, people have set up timing, whatever. I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's always a challenge to compete with cash buyers because once that loan's approved and you don't, you don't have to worry about that, then, you know, the, the money isn't going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, we, Jewel, you and I had one uh, that we did an appraisal waiver on, and I'm trying to remember how big the waiver was, the one in Raytown that we closed last year. Yeah, I don't remember I exactly. I think the waiver was 8000 and it came in 500 short, so yeah. they had to come in 500 yeah. Which is not bad. And I'll never forget it, that conversation because right? I think you had forgotten that we had the appraisal waiver on it. And you call me up and you're like, Eric, I got really bad news. This this thing didn't appraise. And I'm well, like, and I had a really great one in Overland Park. Um, they went, 
They escalated up to $75,000 over list price, and this was in the $400,000 range for house, but the Overland Park market is crazy. And um, so we only ended up having to go, I think, $35,000 over list price, but it appraised. Yeah. Uh, well, you love the conversation. They waved though. it, but whew. Jewel calls I wasn't it. looking forward to, hey, guys, I'm going to need you to come up with $35,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they had it, but they and they were prepared, and we had all those conversations, but gosh darn it, that still doesn't feel great. Yeah. No. Well, and then you get this, so I got this conversation from Jewel. I was like, uh, hey, Eric, I, I, I got some bad news. Oh, yeah, the, the house didn't appraise. I'm like, yeah, how close? How much? And she's like, $500. And I'm like, dancing in the streets. <laughs> I'm like, that's nothing. Dancing in the we, streets. We were going to do like 12000 or 8000 or whatever it was. Yeah. So everybody was happy yeah. with just having to come up with 500 Right. These are but, such interesting conversations we're having. I mean, I'm just thinking back like 10 years ago, Jewel, when we were doing some deals or even 20 when we were praying over the Tweets house. And, you know, these yeah. were just such different conversations than we have today. Oh, I mean, just... who talked about an appraisal waiver before two years ago? Yeah. Did, what was that? Yeah. I had never heard of that before. Uh, had you? No. How I often, don't think I'd ever heard of that How before. often were escalation clauses implemented in, in deals more than two years ago? Uh-huh. I mean, again, I don't think I'd ever heard of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Not in our market anyway. Yeah. So we're not California or New York. Maybe they well, had I mean, those there, but... Just crazy. I had one just not too long ago where in order to get the deal, the realtor said, how about this? We'll pay the seller's closing costs. Oh, I have seen that too. Oh, wow. So I have seen that. I have actually seen that in some some of the offers, but the the amount wasn't enough to compensate for what that would be. Mm-hmm. So that was a great strategy, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but, but they when they're paying... $20,000 over here on the purchase price side over you, I'm sorry, they're not going to be twenty grand. <laughs> well, they were looking at not only just their closing costs, but what they were having to pay the realtors. Uh-huh. So, oh, well, then it could be significant. Then we mm. were definitely, and they were coming out better because of that, because they Time weren't going to have to put a pencil to paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's just a matter of... of, of oh, um, yeah. New seller's sort of estimated a, proceeds, for sure. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I admire um, all of you realtors out there just, you Being know... Creative. Yeah, t- totally sticking the juices in and rolling it around and trying to figure out, you know, what are you, what are you going to do to to stand out. Yeah. Well, I think the, the most important thing, and I know you do this as well, Jewel, in, in the business you do, but you've got to, with buyers, you absolutely have to uh, spend time preparing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when it happens, understand that there's no I told you so because it's not real until it happens to them. Right. And then it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had uh, – um, uh, we had a couple of our clients on uh, talking about that. You can go back and, and find uh, that podcast uh, with Sierra and Julian, uh, who came on the podcast, and they talked about it. They said they, they were clients of mine, and they said it wasn't real until it happened to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we've had that conversation, too, where we can talk to our buyers about how this is going to feel and yeah. you know the reality of escalation clauses and the potential to waive you know inspections or appraisal, and that's at their comfort level, of course. We're counseling you on this, but I can tell you about that all day long. And then when you experience that first or that second loss of the home that you really had your heart in. It feels different than anything I can say. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, that that's at any economic level. 
I've got um, oh, absolutely. I've got a million dollar client. We're out looking for the perfect home. They don't have to move, but they have invested in. All right, let's make solid offers on a couple of different houses, and let's and, get our house ready to sell, which is a feat which, in and of itself. Which they've done, and, yeah. and and photographed, and all of that, and 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 it's a kick in the teeth. Yeah. It is hard on everybody to do that. And, and then we have clients looking for, you know, a, a condo or a townhome at um, 150 to 175. And, you know, that's yeah. it's just as challenging. There may be a, um, a few more buyers in that particular price point, making it pretty challenging. But, you know, guys, we're all human and it feels very much oh, the same. I don't same. know. I was at a showing over the weekend. The home... Are you going to say you f- you saw a zombie or uh, what? No, <laughs> I was going to say I, I was at a home. I was just showing over the weekend. The home listed at 800000 800, and it was a parade just like I see in a $200,000 home. This, by the way... Overland Park. Leewood. Southern That's Leewood. Over, yeah. South Leewood. Yeah, Overland Park, but South Leewood. And, that market's crazy over yeah, there. Yeah, it's all it's, crazy. The wow. Market, everywhere. Every level of economics, every style of house, everywhere in the city. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, great if you're selling. Uh, t- well, kind of. Kind of. Uh, tougher if you're buying, but but I think the message- Great if you're selling and you already have figured out all the other things- Where you're going to you, go yeah, to. Yeah. yeah, great great then, right? I, I think the message that we all could share right here is, is even though it's tough, and it's crazy and it can be parts of it can be unfun if you're waiting for it to get economically better it's probably not gonna mm-hmm. and by the way it's gonna feel so good once you accomplish that goal uh, absolutely mm-hmm. it's gonna make that walk through the door and that place in the key where you turn that lock for the first time mm-hmm. that much sweeter yeah it really is i think we're seeing a lot right now too where um we're looking at sellers who are trying to figure out, can I qualify without selling my house? Um, Because that way they don't have to give up. um, They don't have to give up their own home until they actually find another home. Mm -hmm. And people are a little bit nervous right now. Oh, and it's a catch-22 because I've got... Well, three for sure, but but two solid clients who who want to buy, but they have to buy on contingency. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're struggling to find, you know, and they're having to make these super sweet offers because they're contingent because they're competing with people who aren't. Who aren't, right. And And I've got some great rentals they can move into, but God knows nobody wants to move twice. Right. And well, that's the whole thing is, is their houses are ready to go on the market, but they can't put them on the market because they can't find. So Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a little bit of a this sort of there's so much juggling. Yeah, so much juggling. Right. I mean, and that's always been a challenge for people who need to go on contingency. But right now the, the, the heartbreak is, is there's, two quality homes that I know of that could go on the market for somebody else, but, you know. Right. We're waiting for them to find just the right home. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I know bridge loans have helped a little bit there. People who have considerable equity, you know, maybe have been in their home or are uh, moving down or lateral move, um, you know, where they've got quite a bit of equity and they can do a bridge loan, which doesn't really count against them. You might give people a brief uh, synopsis on that real quick. So bridge loan basically is where you borrow money. You actually pay off your house uh, and they take the equity and they put it towards the next house. So and that payment doesn't um, count against you in your debt to income ratio. So basically we're knocking out the current home payment um, and they give you a a set amount of time. Usually it's um, around six months to actually get your house sold um, and then pay that off. So So we're we're building a bridge to the other home. Pretty pretty Mm -hmm. healthy little program, right? And that could be very successful for a lot of people who've got equity in their homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, let them give them the ability to move mm-hmm. because to be honest, unless you just haven't taken care of your home at all, and even then, but six months is, is like five and a half months too long to get a house sold. Yeah. <laughs> and under right contract now, anyway. Right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 So five months and 28 days too long. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's one of those options that I've seen people, you know, trying to take advantage of. There are some, you know, there are, you have to put 20% down on the new home. You have to have 20% left in your home. So there's an equity question going on there that, that maybe keeps some people from doing it. But, but a lot of people are going to be able to do it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Well, excellent. Well, um, uh, Jewel, thanks so much for coming on and just chit-chatting with us about what's going on uh, in, with, with mortgage rates and what that means, but also just some of the observations we're seeing around mortgages and around offers and everything and how that's affecting mortgages. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, uh, everybody found this uh, um, helpful. And we want to give Jules contact information to those who oh, may want yeah. to reach See, out to and her. I'm just, I'm just sitting over here going, yeah, everybody in the world knows to call Jewel, <laughs> uh, and they already have her number. So, uh, Jewel, uh, how does somebody get a hold of you uh, if they need the uh, this this great mortgage lender that you are? So it's Jewel Callahan at Union Home Mortgage. Uh, phone number is 816-510-1399. You can Google me. I'll show up. So You can look up Union Home Mortgage. They have an app. They have all the things. And she just gave you her cell phone number, friends. So <laughs> that is uh, leaps and bounds um, above so many lenders. And she is available. And she has done things for me on the weekend and late nights. And, and I know we all try and set boundaries, but sometimes in this market, it is Our imperative not, that yeah, we are on the ball. They are not happening eight to five. Most people no, are right working now. and they're they're seeing evenings and we weekends just don't have that and, luxury right now. Right. So, so. And in order to jump on something, you know, you really have to be on it. So I feel like my clients need to have uh, way more than the eight to five. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and and there are certainly other lenders out there that are as wonderfully responsive as you are and work when the work needs to be done. But unless you already know one, you need to be calling Jewel uh, or you need to find one. Just and like by we- the way, if you were waiting for our craziest thing in real estate, I think we gave you like four in this episode <laughs> of appraisal <laughs> things and um, all of the things. Hang on a minute. So- What's the biggest uh, uh, over list offer you've gotten that was not accepted. There you go. That's our craziest. That's Ooh, where we're going to finish. The, the largest distance. What yeah. do you got? Um, we had one that went from 390 to 472. Um, and they didn't get it. So 80,000, almost 80,000 over, mm-hmm. and they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Oh, uh, wow. I just saw Can you be, one. I can't beat that. Can you uh, beat that? No, probably not beat, but close. Uh, uh, house listed at 325, and we got an offer for Three, or the offer was around three ninety five, and still no no dice. So still same, and that's yeah similar. That is just nuts. The percentage there. Were they, were the homes... But there's so many things, guys. Not just price. Okay, we've got terms, we've got conditions, we've got how much money somebody's putting down. So there could be a lot of reasons here sure. that we're not seeing. And so these are just numbers we're talking about, and that's not really fair. That's this does not happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, well, so, but it is like, crazy. So here's the crazy example I have. That's that's conditions that are crazy. So this house I was talking about, we did not. We put a, we put an offer on it. We did not get it. Um, the people who did get it agreed to rent the house back to the current owners until their new house was built in November. Wow. 
So they agreed to rent it back and let the current owners live there paying rent. And it's March. Yeah, to yeah. November. And by yeah. the way, what new home is getting done on time? So yeah. it's going to be longer oh, than that. Oh, it's going to be longer than that. But I mean, come on. Why? why mm-hmm. uh, anyway. Awesome. So, yeah, awesome. it's just crazy stuff. Yeah. Hey, that another great episode, Jewel. Thank you so very much for coming and hanging out with us. And yeah, chit-chat. thanks for having me. It's really, uh, very enjoyable. Really appreciate it. All right, everybody. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.